Hello and welcome to Maintenance Phase. Hello. I'm Aubrey. <laughs> I'm we love Ob's. them. We love we really them do. so much. Okay. And they, of course, know who we are. They know who we are 100%. Actually, I am one of their Patreon patrons. I think you are as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never written to them and I'm strongly considering it. I um, once commented on a post and they didn't like it. And so I sent them anthrax in the mail. But... I feel like our friendship is strained. <laughs> I actually, so, okay, this week's episode was very interesting um, because it kind of bleeds over into some of the places that we have definitely gotten, like, taken into in terms of, like, health and wellness grifters. Um, And not just the company, but some of the things that they claimed about some of their products have definitely, like, through the years, they're not the only ones who have claimed those things. Absolutely. I, apple cider vinegar, I mean, it's still everywhere, but I tried it. But I immediately, I always do, um, well, now I do. Um, So I immediately looked up and they're like, this is acidic. It's bad for tooth enamel. Mm -hmm. It's, um... It can be harsh on your stomach, on your esophagus. They're just like, and and what Aubrey and Mike found is exactly what I had found. That there's some new minimal research that it could improve blood sugars. Um, exactly. But there's not enough, and it was probably like mild. Like you couldn't go down on your insulin. Probably. No, absolutely. It's it's like a it's like a single tiny solution that requires a whole lot more for a much larger problem. Um, but I and- remember when I was working in oncology, I had cancer patients that are like, "I do apple cider vinegar. Is that going to interfere with my chemo?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "We don't know. There there are no studies on apple cider vinegar and chemotherapy." That's a so fair you just, point. <laughs> your, your answer is always like. Supplements are not well studied by the FDA. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, is that a conspiracy? I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's... um. So anyway, I, I actually wouldn't mind talking about that a little bit today. But I also just wanted to catch up a little bit. It's not like we haven't seen each other recently. But uh, it's been a while since we've recorded. We recorded our last episode um, on the week of like September the 10th was the last time I think we recorded together. It was years ago. We years. were deep in the woods. Oh my goodness. It's been a month. Spirits. And I miss it. I wish we could go back. <laughs> I know. I and we've talked about this. I constantly um swivel back and forth between wanting to live in the forest and grow my own food. <laughs> and then also realizing that that usually means you're surrounded by Trumpers. So, (laughs) and then I want to go deep into the depths of the sea and live underground. Those both are isolated, but that's where I am now. (laughs) No, I mean, I get you. I, uh, I mean, we both grew up on the edge of the woods, so we both know that it can be really nice to live kind of tucked away someplace. There is a nice, like, quiet privacy to it. But for me personally... It starts to feel a little bit like, 
Well, what are you so afraid of? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's 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 me projecting because of the way that my family behaves. Um, but that is very much their opinion is they want to move farther into the woods because, well, can't be around other people. They scary. And they are, but not for the reasons they think they are. <laughs> I know if I ever lived farther than like 10 minutes outside of town, I'd be like, it's so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is that you realize you're like, oh, God, women's was only like a five to seven minute trip away. And now it's a half an hour. It's a half an hour to the nearest grocery store. It's so far. And I love And that's groceries. a half an hour on the highway. That's not a half an hour like across town. That's a half an hour on the highway. Mm-mm. It's a long way. It's a long distance. And I'm sorry, gas prices are out of control. They're out of control. Inflation. <laughs> My mixed veggies with tofu went up by $2. And honestly, it's highway robbery. It's Uh. (laughs) No, it's fine. But every time I buy it, I'm like, could I not have fried cabbage? (laughs) Could I? Could could I not? Could I not have done this? But it's just a treat. It's a treat. And and it's still cabbage. How delicious. How wonderful. (laughs) Fucking... Wonderful is cabbage. I mean, it's no cabbage soup or potato leek soup without the potatoes and with leeks basically just as a broth. I liked <laughs> the cabbage soup, but no, it shouldn't be every meal. Mm-hmm. No, it cannot be every meal. And also... In fact, it shouldn't be the meal. It should it be should on be, the side. I was going to say, it should be a side. Because you can have... Like, you could do it. You could do it. It's delicious. But, like, I also like my soups to have a lot more than one thing in them, frankly. Well, like, it had cab. I don't remember. It, had, it was a tomato-based broth with cabbage. There was stuff in it. I don't oh, remember. Oh, see, yours yours was a fancy. If we're talking about the, like, cabbage soup diet-style cabbage soup, that was boiled cabbage, bitch. Like, it was boiled cabbage with no seasonings. Well, it like, was, but maybe it was a different... Maybe the, maybe the recipe changes based on the iteration you're doing. Because my friend did it, and she lost weight, so she sent me the recipe. And this was... Well, yeah. This was during the days when you'd see all your gal pals, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, you look so good. What are you doing differently? And Mononucleosis. She's like, <laughs> and she's like, instead of having dinner, I just cry from 6 to 9 p.m. And you're like, oh, I- it's working. I, I'm on the Japanese paper diet. <laughs> I can oh. only eat paper. Um, but I can have as much, much as, I, as want. I want. Which is um, Just imagine how great we'll look when we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's been, uh, yeah, the, all of that is just a, it's, it, it's been a wild, a wild ride the last couple of weeks. We don't have to get into all of it, but let's just say that, um. I've been having a whole lot of of thinks and spiritual conversations with myself about the concept of chosen family versus given family. And, um, oof. I already have my tarot card pulled. And it's uh, it's not related to that, but it's also, but it is kind of related. Um, So this is uh, the Page of Wands, and I really like this card a lot. I also, I feel like we may have had this one before. Um, I feel like we may have two. But I'm going to read a different part of the passage because I think um, cards can have multiple energies, multiple meanings, depending upon, like, you know, what what you're asking about. And I was sort of asking about, like, the two of us and where we are in the, like, grand scheme of the world and the universe at the moment. Um, Just, like, a small question. You know, very, very, very simple to answer question. Yeah. Um... And uh, the Page of Wands serves to remind us that social and political change are always happening. 
While this is true across identities, for LGBTQIPSA2SA plus people, this is often an important acknowledgement when we are feeling frustrated or stuck. And that's typical with social change, too. And a crucial application of a queer page of ones that, that can't be overlooked is that sometimes we need to realize that the fight doesn't ever completely end. Um, and whether you've been fighting the good fight for one week or one decade, the, p- the page promises that you have even more to give. It's still a card of potential, no matter how far along on the path we think we are. And it reminds us that change is coming, and it doesn't make a judgment on what it looks like. So this page is a welcome confirmation that things are about to blow up for us and our community in a big, beautiful, blazing way. Thoughts? Um, Well, first thing I was thinking about was um, I often hear that from older folks that um, that there's always, you know, they they kind of downplay things. And, And because they are right, there's always change going on. So like with um, all these right-wing Trumpers and the protests and uh, everything, the anti-trans bills in schools and just all the turmoil we're going through right now. Um, I'll often hear from older folks that uh, that we always go back and forth, liberal, liberal conservative, progressive conservative. Mm. And, um, and that's kind of always been happening. And so I like what they're saying that that is true. The fight really never ends and um and there is always kind of a bumpy road and then there's the other end where we get complacent and um we need to acknowledge uh that the fight need is more important than ever and we really have Mm -hmm. to double down and so both are true on the one hand the opposition is like crazy and we really have to commit to activism. And then on the other hand, um, not get overwhelmed and acknowledge that there always is. And so both are true and and you can't get stuck at any one extreme because at the one end, you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, you're going to get complacent and you're not going to... F- care when they take away your rights because you're just going to be like oh that's always happening (laughs) so (laughs) exactly so that's what I was thinking because and and I think that's true with most things all the time is that both sides and both sides I mean what we just talked about not (laughs) not (laughs) not any other both things are true but you have to find somewhere in the middle or usually uh, somewhere in the middle of the left. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. the the middle middle is like let's let's get out of there for a while. Yeah, the middle always <laughs> feels like complacency. So it's like you got to find middle ground, but middle ground in activism, not yeah, yeah. So and what I think. Are you- I think I think where 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 you're coming from is absolutely right because I I agree we always hear that from 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 older ge- we always hear that from the older generations uh, that that like you know change change is an ever an ever like happening thing um, where I think as a younger generation we're starting to like pick up on things is and the even and the the, the even more like younger up and coming generation is realizing is that that change is rooted in action. And that um, one thing that I always like about the wands is that the wands are about like 
fire and passion and action. Um, it's like you were saying, fire can be a really useful tool, but it can also burn way too much in one direction. You can either blaze out on one side doing too much, too much, too much, and then you got nothing left to give. And then, or there's the other side where, you know, you're, you're pushing, pushing, pushing too far into the other side. And you, yeah, there's just, there's, there's always, there's always a duality and a balance in the middle. What I like about this one is that this one's more, less, less telling us that, um, like, eh, don't worry, change is always happening. It always works out in the end. And more that you have to be plugged in to make sure that the change that's happening moves in the direction you're hoping it moves in. And that wh whatever that means for you. But again, there's always a warning with, with the wands. It can't go too far. You can't take yourself farther than you can go. Because wherever you are, there you are. <laughs> there you are. And also, like, like, like you were saying, like, you have to be careful not to, not to give too much of yourself because you can't give what isn't there. You know, so if you use it all up. Um, so I think where we're at right now with <laughs> where we're at right now in the country, that's a loaded, a loaded singular statement, um, is uh, garbage. It's it's a dumpster fire. Um, welcome to dumpster fire, capital capital city everywhere. Dumpster fire, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Um, and we are leading into another you know another election cycle right now. We just finished the primaries, and now we're moving into the midterms. And I've never felt more confident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am choosing. To be confident and mm -hmm. to not have any anxiety. I am moving to Minnesota if Tony Evers is not reelected. <laughs> but because if we get a Republican governor, we're fucked. I mean, Tony Evers hasn't been able to accomplish anything because the Wisconsin um, legislature and Supreme Court is such shit. Um, but yeah. he's at the very least... Um, try. He's tried. He's tried to oppose things. As soon as Roe versus Wade was reversed, he tried to bring to the Senate a bill to legalize abortion in Wisconsin. Of course, they didn't do anything with it because our legislature is terrible. But so he he's the bare minimum of what we need. And so, um, yeah, so if he doesn't win, we're just we're fucked because then we have. Uh, uh, and, and our Supreme Court is nothing can go to the Supreme Court because <laughs> our our Supreme Court was okay with spending millions of taxpayer dollars on finding out what happened with that election fraud. What happened? Oh, you know what happened? It was a well-run election, and it, it, and it was it was accurate. an election that happened. Yeah, it was accurate. <laughs> well, I'm glad we investigated. And also, um, an election that. The person who lost didn't even lose by that much in a lot of ways. Like, oh, they were acting. <laughs> way too many people. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, what? Yeah. So that's how I'm choosing to treat fall is I'm just going to be confident Ron Johnson will not get reelected and that Tony Evers will. We can be confident that Ron Johnson will accidentally get like jettisoned into the sun. Oh my God. He's such a nut. He's a nut. And I'm just so hoping Wisconsinites have realized he's a nut job i you know what and i believe that there are plenty of level-headed wonderful people living in the state of wisconsin because i've lived there before and i know that there are and we're just keeping our fingers crossed that um <laughs> there's enough of them enough of y'all still there willing to be like no 
No, 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 no. We can't <laughs> vote for him again. No, 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 no. I voted for him twice, maybe three times, and it's too many. I'm done. <laughs> um, no, I, I completely agree. Like, here in, here in Minnesota, things are marginally better, and it's because our our state elected offices are chosen by the whole state, right? It's not it's not run like district to district. It can't be as gerrymandered that way. Whereas, and I and I'm talking about like Secretary of State and like Governor and and Lieutenant Governor and all of those types of, of places. So like Duluth, Minneapolis and St. Paul and a couple of the other larger metropolitan areas in Minnesota, of which there are not very many, um, do do ultimately sway the vote in a lot of ways, because that's where most of the people live. And I'm sorry. Just because you live in bumfuck with 15 people in your town and you don't like it, it's like, I'm sorry, you don't get to decide for the whole state. Yeah, but and sometimes they do. You stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And also, we are uh, we're a sanctuary state in a in a couple of ways. We're a sanctuary state for refugees, and we're a sanctuary state for abortion right now. So we got to hold on to all of that. And um, those are the places where I think I am definitely still pushing. Um, I don't have very many people in my life who are like this anymore, but I still see a few people that I know on my Instagram saying, like, I don't bother voting anymore. And I'm like, okay, okay, I hear your disillusion. I hear you feeling like it's pointless. And I hear all of these very valid, like, very, like, real human feelings. And also, <laughs> um, you not voting does mean that that the privileges that you have uh, are not afforded to the people who already didn't have them um, in a lot of ways. And uh, I do not like to play the game of like not voting for this is handing a vote to the other side. Cause that's not an argument that's going to sway people that just makes them retreat farther. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter that it's true. Right. It just, it just, it feels like a punch, you mm-hmm. know, and people don't like to feel punched like, and you know, we're trying, I personally am trying harder because the last this summer, I don't know about you, Mama. This summer, I was in like the deepest of the deepest of pits. I could not, I could not drag myself out of it. I was feeling not not just negative, but like <clears throat> most people's depression cycles happen in the winter. Mine don't happen in the winter. They happen in the summer. I have terrible depression cycles in the summer. It's too hot. I can't sleep. <laughs> I can barely breathe. And uh, and I don't know. There's just something about the attitude of the summer where I'm just like. <clears throat> I think it's because summertime is a time where people sort of disengage a little bit where I'm like, why aren't you paying attention? <laughs> Whereas now it's like people are like plugged back in again and I'm like, okay, I can breathe a little bit more. People are paying attention. It might be too late, but at least they're doing it. <laughs> or it might be later than it should have been. Sure. Right. Like they could have maybe like voted in the primaries. Cause a lot of people didn't, <laughs> your voice could have been heard in the primaries. Maybe. I don't know. But you know, we're trying to be treat people with a little bit more grace. Everyone's exhausted. Everyone's tired. And everyone's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying. No. <laughs> Give up. You're done. <laughs> Give up. Um I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't know. I don't know about you. What else you got there? <laughs> Words of encouragement for us? <laughs> yeah, I mean you know, I uh I'm gonna cast my vote and um, and that's all I can do. Oh my God. Speaking of casting your vote, weird sidebar, but that comedian who had to handle that fucking Trump supporter heckler. Um, yeah. Oh and my God. Then she had a beer can thrown at her. 
Like, what is wrong with people? That would be so hard to handle. Because you're on stage, you're trying... If you don't know what we're talking about, it was on the Twitter. It was... And I don't remember her name, because I never do. Um, But stand-up comedian, she's being heckled by a Trumper. And she's like, who'd you vote for? I We always add the accent when we hate them or love them. Um, <laughs> and she goes, I bet you voted for Biden. I can tell based on your jokes. And this woman's obviously drunk because like, duh, like, <laughs> of course she did. But like, don't be a weirdo. And so, and then she throws a loaded, a loaded, a loaded beer at her and it explodes. It was Awful, but I was just, uh, and she was drunk. A loaded beer. I'm still dying. A loaded beer. It was a loaded beer. I mean, she did treat it like a a weapon. Yeah, as a comedian, you're trying to um, deal with it with grace and humor because you're up there to be funny, you know? I know. I feel like. I, I no, honestly, I'm like the the reason I brought it up is because like a that person uh, is beyond needing professional help. That person needs to like not socialize for a while. You yeah. you you don't get to go out and have fun with people for a while. You gotta stay home and think about what you do. And I feel that way about social time voted for Trump. Well, yes, that's true. Because um, sometimes it's the quieter ones that I'm like, oh, you scare me more. Yeah. Um, the ones who pretend like they didn't. Um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult time. We're all tr- like. Like I said, I'm I'm working harder on having better interactions with people that I don't see eye to eye on in my day to day life because we are at a place right now where a lot of these issues are very deeply held and personal. Right. We're dealing with things where it's like we're, we're not just having an ideological conversation about like the idea of morality. These people are actively trying to hurt me and people that I know, people that I love and you want to have like a devil's advocate conversation with me about it. And I'm like trying so hard to not immediately be like, well, maybe you could just go die because <laughs> that's not helpful. But at the same time, that's what comes up yeah. immediately. Like maybe, um, maybe you just don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> like, I don't have know. You consider that. Mm. Maybe do. Yeah. Maybe do. Could maybe. be. Um, but at the same time, I also know that like, a lot of times people are having those conversations not out of as much malice as it feels like in your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, and often they just have not thought about it. They have not thought about the real implications of it. And when they're confronted with it, they have they get to make the choice of how they deal with it. Some people deal with it with grace and with incredulity and with a little bit of like, wow, I never like just total like. And sometimes you just want to be like yeah just like tap 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 their cheek a little bit like yeah you stupid (laughs) um but then there are the ones who get mad because you've challenged them in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable about themselves yeah (laughs) and that's hard um and i mean that's a lot of my family you know like that is a lot of my family like trying to tell them about telling them about them for a second maybe or like the ways in which like maybe their behavior or thought process impacts other people and it's like You've done you've done the most terrible thing you could ever do. They can't believe you've done this. Yeah, so I want to talk about that for a little bit. And obviously yeah. just share, only share what you're comfortable with. <laughs> um, but you've been doing a lot of thinking about chosen family versus uh, blood. 
<laughs> blood. Blood. Um, and so tell, tell me about that journey you're going through and, and what thoughts are coming up for you. You know, here on the Queer Mo cast, we do like to keep things light and breezy. Never talk about anything too hard. <laughs> never talk about anything too difficult. No. Um, never. But this was definitely something. So I have um, I've been seeing the same therapist. I was like, this is truly the blessing of my like later adult life that I'm currently in right now. Um, was finding a therapist on basically my first try that really I know really really spoke to me I I cannot I cannot believe it happened technically that's not entirely true I went to meet with another therapist and that therapist was like my my my, your insurance is not covered like I I can't cover your insurance so like you um but I do know somebody who works here who is also queer that does take your insurance can take care I don't work with the poor but I do know (laughs) sort of what he said but honestly after like two minutes of talking with him I was immediately like Oh, you're already giving me the brush off? And I was like, maybe this wasn't going to work out anyway. And then I got to meet my actual therapist, and I was like, oh, this is incredible. Um, I want to talk about you, but just real quickly, one time, I did once have a therapist I liked, and I had just drank for like a month straight, and I went to see her, and... um, Uh, some therapists specialize in alcohol and drug addiction and she did not and so I remember I went I basically I was about to start intensive outpatient treatment and so um, that was good I was already signed up and I was already going to begin that Um, but I basically went there just to word vomit on her everything that was happening sure and she I could see the panic in her face she was like holy shit (laughs) And she's like, and I'm so glad you're getting into an AODA program, because if you weren't, she was going to be like, sorry, I can't help you. Um, <laughs> might I suggest this outpatient program? <laughs> anyway, I just, you were talking about, and that just made me think when I word vomited on her, and she was like, oh girl, you're screwed up. Like, oh no. So, you got so you problems. Cra- so you crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it, uh, so a lot of the first year of meeting with this particular therapist was unpacking uh, trauma from my divorce and then trauma from my family and how it was all related to to itself. And then also all of the ways in which, like, not being able to come out as genderqueer, non-binary, trans, under that umbrella, really, really screwed me up for most of my later adult life because it was, like, something I felt and wanted and felt really comfortable with but then also felt deeply uncomfortable with. And we, had a, we spent a lot of time working through that. Um, and now... We're unpacking very old, musty, dusty boxes from my, like, from my childhood and adolescence that some of them I'm like, oh, I didn't completely forget about this. This isn't, like, something I buried so deep. It wasn't, like, a recovered memory. It was more of, like, a I haven't thought about that for a while type of a memory. But they were, so they were buried a little bit, but it wasn't, like, so buried deep in my subconscious that I needed, like, hypnosis to get there. It was, like, no, like. We were just talking and all of a sudden it came up out of nowhere and I was like, oh, that thing I haven't thought about for a while. So we've been really, really dealing with a lot of those boxes. And to make an incredibly long, complicated, upsetting story as short as possible, my parents are in a place right now where they have decided, and it's mostly my mom, but it's also like my dad is complicit in it because he knows how to use a telephone. (laughs) And... um. My therapist has pointed that out to me on multiple occasions. Like, have they reached out? Have they tried? No. Okay. Um, but uh, 
my uh, my parents have decided that me living my my truth and living my life the way that makes me feel most confident and comfortable and happy is an affront to them, and I'm doing it to upset them and to hurt them. And I recently had some conversations with other family members that um, my mom is not doing great, and that at this point in time, it might not be helpful, wise, or useful for me to have the conversation I was hoping to have with them to see if I could bridge, you know, make a bridge. Because once again, it's my job. And because uh, <laughs> I'm apparently the only one that's going to be willing to do it. And um, so now I'm back to the drawing board about whether or not it's even worth bridging the gap, which is a hard thing to think about and a hard thing to talk about. But ultimately, there's a reality there that I do have a very strong connection to the chosen family members in my life. I have created a, a, a you know, a, a family of a network of people around me that I know I am comfortable and that are willing and open to hear my life story uncensored, the most unvarnished way. And there are just members of my immediate family that like even just telling them about my regular day-to-day life is impossible. And I'm sorry, I'm at a point in my life where I'm in my mid-30s where I just don't have the energy expenditure for that anymore. I don't. And I don't. So I'm, I've am i got some, some thoughts and things to mill about with. But I really do have strong convictions that if chosen family is something that you feel most confident and comfortable with, I fully am on board with you don't have to feel as though your blood family has to make decisions for you about how you live your life. Um, and there's a whole, there's a, that comes with a whole lot of asterisks because there's also situations where it's unsafe. There's situations where, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a, like a mental or physical safety issue. Um, but ultimately if you've established a life separate from your blood family in a lot of ways, I'm here to tell you that maybe it's okay. Maybe that's fine. You can make the decisions for you and your decisions might change. But um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, Based on what you know, what are some like thoughts and feelings that come up for you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, <clears throat> just what an impossible situation. Just so difficult. And yeah, and just like you said, because that's life, right? Like life isn't... Just a lot of unfair expectations. And and I think I think so many people can identify with that, right? That it's the person who's experienced the trauma, it's the person who is quote unquote different, um, who's expected to be the bigger person. Yeah. Because and that expectation's being placed on you because in a in a um transphobic way it's almost being seen as like you can turn it off and on and that you're making a choice and I know that's not what any of your siblings well most of your siblings I know that's um, uh, not what they're putting on you but in a subconscious way it is. It's like acting like you can turn this on and off. And that's always been one of the hard issues with queer identity, right? In the coming out process is that um, 
unlike other identities, we're, we are viewed as you can hide this, sweep this under the rug for grandma's <clears throat> for grandma's funeral, right? <laughs> you can sweep this under the rug for enter the scenario here. And that's not fair. That's not fair to put that on queer people, but it's put on us constantly. Exactly. So, so anyway, I'm just I'm sorry you're going through that. That is a tough that is a tough situation. Um but what are my I mean, apps and you know too, I also think um I think there's what am, what am I trying to say? I think there like there's a season for everything. Uh, <laughs> I think there are going to be times when you're going to need your um, blood relatives more. And I think there are going to be times when you need your chosen family more. And I don't think you necessarily have to choose. Um, you know what I mean? Because I definitely think, definitely with your sisters, I don't think you have to cut any, them out of your... And oh, this is and also... never. Yeah. Never. Um, and I think, I hear what you're saying, but honestly, I would put them into my chosen family. Oh, good. Yeah. Because they're, they're a part of the family that I choose, actively choose to be with. Okay, perfect. And that I feel confident and comfortable with. To be honest with you, like, yes, they're, they're blood family, but I put my, most of my siblings into, and some of my cousins and a couple of my aunts into like, they're chosen. They're a part of the chosen family. Because that's where, actually, I, I wanted to push back. Honestly, with the rest of my blood family, no. I completely disagree. I'm never going to need them. Because I haven't needed them for over a decade. No, and I was just thinking. And actually, that yep. was such... And I'm I know what you, you meant. I know what you meant. I'm glad yeah. you made that point. Because I wasn't thinking of it. I wasn't thinking of it that way. Yeah. Well, Shoot. I mean, like, family's complicated, right? Yeah. Like, everybody's got a different way of, of viewing their family. Um, Because, like, you, I, like... I consider your parents a part of my chosen family. Your parents are awesome. Like, oh. your parents are lovely, beautiful, wonderful people. You can always um, come over. That are occasionally adorably like, oh, I know where you grew up. Uh, <laughs> which is most people of a certain age in the Midwest. Um, you can but, always come over for Thanksgiving tofurkey. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. Oh, the tofurkey, the sunbow. There's something about well, it. This year we made a tofucking. Um <laughs> The only PETA video I find funny because most of them are awful. But and that a one's amusing. It's when you shred tofu and you throw it at Trump supporters. <gasps> to fucking <laughs> and you have to scream it as you throw it at them. Exactly. Um, and then cover is... them in soy sauce. Low sodium. <laughs> mm, low sodium. That's so co- considerate of you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I thinking don't want them to have hypertension. Thinking about the bloat. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but honestly, like what I've what I'm coming to appreciate right now is that like ultimately whatever decision I make about this is one that I uh, honestly after talking with my therapist the last couple of weeks, whatever decision I make will have pros and cons, but I will ultimately be able to live with whatever decision I make. Um, I think there are some individuals that I've spoken with in the past couple of weeks that feel uncomfortable about one decision over the other for obvious reasons. But ultimately, um, it, yeah, there is, um, it's difficult when you're kind of faced with two non-decisions, which is kind of what I'm faced with right now. Um, and we've all been there, right? We've all had moments where we've looked at all the options in front of us and we're like, 
these are all half decisions at best. None of these are optimal. Right. In fact, none of these even feel real. Because right? optimal <laughs> would be you having the conversation with them and they saying, of course we'll love you. Like, that's optimal. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's just, yeah. And I, anyway. Um, yeah. It's... No, exactly. It gets to that point where you're like, and like, like there's, there's, there's that natural bubbling up of like, and like the fingers start to claw a little bit. (laughs) The the fists start to come out a little bit. I've talked to some people recently where I've been like, I'm like, obviously I've been processing these feelings for the last decade uh, (laughs) in some way, shape or form. So sometimes when you tell somebody the story and their first reaction is like, the bubbling up of like anger and frustration. I'm like, I know I get you. The reason I'm not reacting that way is because I've had my eruptions (laughs) and I will continue to right now. I'm in a dormant phase. (laughs) I'm in a slightly more, the magma has settled a little bit (laughs) Um, phase. It'll come back. Promise, trust, believe. But uh, right now I am sort of in a place where I'm like, not numb, not apathetic, but just sort of like on this side of neutral, not quite neutral, but like as neutral as I can feel, because I think I'm trying to find the leveling out point emotionally with it. Where does as if I were on a mood stabilizer, but not <laughs> where where's the where's the plateau? And right. I'm, I'm I'm kind of finding it. There are days where I'm like, oh, there was that little EKG blip <laughs> like <laughs> and just and just like we have to come out constantly <laughs> you'll yeah. have to make decisions about how you feel about this many many times oh yeah like this th- it would be great if w- with family we could make one decision like but y- you have you'll have to remake you'll have to reprocess these emotions anytime a hurdle comes up exactly and The beautiful thing about that is that I do have plenty of people in my life who are not so sick of hearing the story that I can't talk to them about it. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) You have your therapist. You have your sisters. And lose my number. Exactly. (laughs) If I put it in the Discord one more time, uh, (laughs) I'm going to lose my access. No, it's, uh, it's, 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 and like the, the other beautiful thing about it is that, um, now that I have, because you know me, I I moved around a ton in my in the middle of my college years and also my very 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 like post college years. I moved around a ton. I didn't stay in one place. And now that I've been here for a while, I have a stable community that I have started to build that has now post pandemic started to grow, and I'm planning more things with people. I have more. I have more ability to be like, I want to do this thing and I have more places to look and like collaborate. Um, I'm in the process of planning something right now for the holidays. Um, So we'll see what happens. I don't want to say too much because it's in the early planning phase, but we're going to try and do it early December. It's going to be a one night only cabaret. Um, And we're going to do like a, a a mixture of different like holiday flavors, Um, which is always interesting because the holidays are a time of many Many Are you talking joy- about gingerbread? No. Are you talking about gingerbread? I'm talking about spice and cranberries and oh, speaking of spice, by the way, complete and total like non sequitur sidebar, but I guess not completely non sequitur. We were talking about spice. There is a there is a new almond milk creamer Stop. at Aldi, and you it's won't. pumpkin spice. Pl- it's pumpkin spice flavor. 
And let me just tell you something. She's fantastic. Ah. Oh. <laughs> That was all I needed. Oh my goodness. It is it it is delicious and you should go get some. F- okay, so I know, I know cuz you are a fabulous work from home diva now. I know that you got a skadooch here soon. So, let's talk a little bit about final thoughts and also I I kind of like to circle back around to maintenance phase. Bring it full circle. Let's bring it Just, full circle. Let's bring it full circle. So this week maintenance phase talked about brag Bragg's, uh, Bragg's like like health products, and I don't want to spoil the episode, but I I think I'm kind of gonna spoil the episode. Spoilers. Let's yeah. So spoilers ahead. If you don't want to hear anything about it, you want to go listen to it. I don't know why you haven't listened to it yet. It's been a whole two days. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, if so, right now, take a second. Do 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 do. Turn off your podcast if you don't want spoilers. Okay, now moving on. So uh, this week we learned that. The Bragg brand is all built on these like health claims for the last century, over a century. And then we learned that literally every single fucking thing they ever said was a complete and total fucking downright lie. Everything. I know. Everything. Just like they said in the podcast, (laughs) lies no one asked for. Exactly. Like lies that didn't do anything. At least now. I don't know what their products have been historically. But at least now. It's like your nutritional yeast is good. Like, you don't have to pretend to be 20 years younger. <laughs> uh, no. And and also, like, uh, yes, thank you. Disclose that you uh, donate money to these really lovely, like, animal preserving sh- uh, like causes. Every human cause that you donate to is horrific. You suck so bad. Um, anybody who's ever donated to Focus on the Family, immediately written off. I will never buy your fucking product again. Ever, I, ever, ever, ever. I'm sorry. I would like to hear <laughs> how it's being run, though. I mean, now-, now maybe, but the problem is, is that Patricia still gets a payout from that. She's not dead. She's still around. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, like even, even though she's not the CEO, I doubt that she doesn't get... She's not still in there somewhere. No, I I don't. But I I also Legolas and I kissed a girl. (laughs) I know Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. I can't imagine they would want to be associated with a company that donated to that. Well, I would uh, hope. Well, we know for a fact that a lot of a lot of celebrities will look the other way on some of that type of stuff because, again, money speaks more than ideological feelings. We don't know. We gotta Google. I mean, I, and, and, and I will. You don't have to Google. I, I have to Google because I live in a small town, and I don't know if I have a lot of other options for That's a fair stuff. point. Um, however, they do sell nutritional yeast, I think, at Woodman's from other brands. So you could get nutritional yeast in other brands. Theirs is not the only nutritional yeast on the market. Um, and apple cider vinegar, I've also bought, like, two other brands Oh, I don't buy that. So, because I do, I make, I make a homemade uh, dressing out of it. Um, And I have also made shrub before. It's really good. It is really delicious to make shrub. Um, That thing that, um, that, that Aubrey was talking about, a little bit of apple cider vinegar and some soda water and some like um, strawberries and some other things. It's really, really good. If you put a little like mint and basil in it, you have yourself a nice little mocktail. It's really, really lovely. Um, But again, like you don't have to, because what else do you buy from Bragg? The liquid aminos? 
And the liquid aminos, because yep. I think it's lower sodium than soy It shit. is. And there are other companies that make liquid aminos, but that is the one thing that I cannot say for certain. Woodman's has another one. Um, but also, like, uh, like low sodium soy sauce is pretty close. I haven't done, like, a taste test of both of them. Because yeah. I interchange. Sometimes I'm shopping someplace, and they don't have any kind of liquid aminos. Um, yeah, but it's like, pretty much minute. And... Aubrey made fun of it, but I do like the shaker bottle. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I do too, but it's one of those things where it's like other people have one of those. It was, You're it's right. one of those or things. Where... I could keep my shaker bottle. And very, very true. And just, it. you could also just remove the label. Cause I'm sorry. The other reason I stopped buying their products, I can't buy anything that has a Jesus fish on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does I it? Do it. I yes, it does. I think and it, it has a Bible verse. To. And well, here's the thing. I haven't bought anything from them in several years because I knew that they they donated to focus on the family. Um, I don't like that's something I didn't know. Fish, but I'll have to look at my bottle now. I think that's and old. It might be old, but by old you mean like a year or two because they they didn't buy the company that long ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And no, but I, I think they got rid of the Jesus fish a while ago. Maybe I don't know because I bought stuff at the co-op from their brand since i've lived in minneapolis and it had the fucking jesus no so i'm sorry i'm just saying that it must like be hidden. it must not be well there. it's 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 sort of like it's I sort of like noticed. um well it's it's kind of like dr Bronner's stuff if you've ever bought anything by dr Bronner, it's like it's like a ton of like crazy psychotic text some of it's like weird like biblical stuff but not directly from the bible some of it feels like scientology some of it feels like like non-Christian nonsense. It's like just crazy. Some of these companies are run by people or were established by people where it's like, I don't know what was going on in y'all's brain, <laughs> but something was happening. And I hope, I hope wherever you are now. Well, brag maybe like he can be a piece or not. I don't know. Live forever or die tomorrow. But <laughs> I know he's not with us anymore. But uh, also, he didn't live to 95, sir. <laughs> That's the other thing. The life expansion expert or whatever that is. Life extending expert. It's oh, like, I know. That's I not was... a thing. <laughs> I know. Also, I don't know anything about the um, education of a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. So I, I would want to know more. But when I hear that, I think, are you a doctor? Well... <laughs> It's. I know that there, there, there have been a couple of people. There was the um the doctor who um, the the green coffee extract on Doctor Oz, the one the one who claimed like like that he was doing research on it, and no, he wasn't. He had a naturopathic degree, and he had one from a university in I believe Texas that was like shut down for giving fraudulent degrees. So I don't think every single one is fraudulent, but I'm, I imagine some of them are from places so I that think give that's fraudulent just degrees. A title. I don't think they can prescribe medication. Oh, I don't think so either. But I don't um, know. I really know nothing about it. But when I hear, cause here's the thing. I am all for alternative methods of healing. Sure. Because when you deep dive into Western medicine, Western medicine sucks too. So um, yeah. I'm all for uh, exploring other avenues. I've gone to a chiropractor and it helped. You know what I mean? I'm all for exploring other things. I don't think you should go to the chiropractor for bedwetting, but I think if you got a sore back, go for it. Because um, that's a thing. My grandma took my dad to the chiropractor for bedwetting. 
I just I didn't have context for that. So when you said that out loud, I was like, what? Is I know that a thing I people like, do. And so that's what happens with all these alternative methods is they start being cures for everything. And I'm oh, like, sure. no, just like with the apple cider vinegar. Like, what did they say? Treats hypertension. No, take your lisinopril. Don't truly, <laughs> <laughs> truly change up your diet. Yeah, that could help. But like there's the one thing I do agree with Mike on like 100 percent. I've never disagreed with him about thing about about this. And, and it's because other people have corroborated it. There is no one single thing on this planet that will cure everything. Exactly. There's not, there's literally nothing on this planet that is capable of that in this, in our current knowledge. And here's what I imagine. <laughs> and I, w- I would like to learn more just so I, if I spoke about it, I would mm-hmm. actually know what I'm talking about. But I imagine naturopathic doctors give some good advice. And some terrible advice. Oh, absolutely. Like, maybe they say increase the fiber. You know I love fiber. I would be like, yes, do it. But then they might also say, um, you know, that you have to drink only salt that comes from ne- the Nep- Nepal. Like, oh, right. You know the I mean? Himalayan pink salt. Yeah, yeah, or something. I'm like, no, no. In fact, have iodized salt. You need your iodine. You the iodine it. is good for you, and it's okay. it's okay. We don't need goiters going around here. It's fine. <laughs> I... No. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, the the thing that keeps coming to my mind, just because I recently re-listened to this episode where Aubrey and Mike were joking about, right, it was the Bell Gibson episode where they were joking about writing a book as a joke, but then people starting to take it seriously. And they're like, I imagine us as soulless husks of ourselves on a talk show being like, you know, if you eat spirulina every day, you'll become immortal. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of how I imagine some of these things are, because when I was in my early 20s, of course, I got taken in local honey. I was all about local honey. Like I was like, oh, it's going to be good for my allergies. It's going to make it work. And then the more you look into it, the more it's like, well, no, because that's not how antihistamines work. That's not that's not how that works. Um, I think it comes from the idea of like immunotherapy shots, right? You slowly you 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 put more of the thing inside your body so that you can get used to it and then you can be immune to it. That's not how local honey works. Right. <laughs> it's you, not at all. Mm. So anyway, it's just it's just those little things where like I also too, I love hearing about more natural ways to like alleviate things. It's never a cure. It's more like alleviating symptoms, right? And like things you can do to live more quote unquote healthfully, how well, blah, blah, blah. Like I still interested in reading about those things, but I do read them with a much more critical eye and a much less like ready to gobble it all up way than I did like 10 years ago. Right. Right, Cause it always seems like these people take it to an extreme. They're like, if you do this, you'll be healthier. And you're like, yeah, that sounds good. And then they're like, and you can only wait. You can only be out at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> when the moon is full. Yeah, they, they, they just always take it too far. And, and don't like, get me wrong. No, like, no. those those types of rituals. Like, yeah. I'm a witch. I get you. But, like, a lot of the effect that you're having with those things are, like, it's feeding a worldview, which can be beneficial. I'm not saying that, like, believing in something... And then having it work is not a thing that happens. The placebo effect and also just naturally believing that something will work can work. But like 
it's not going to cure everything, baby. And that's okay. You can go to the doctor. It's fine. Um, if I could find an alternative antihistamine to my cetirizine that worked as well, I would. But I haven't found one. <laughs> and I need a daily one. I need it every day. I hate that it has lactose in it. Yes, it's minimal. But I still hate that it's in there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's those little things where, like, we make decisions every day about how we want to live our lives, how we want to be alive. Um, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes we make better decisions. And then sometimes we decide that going on an all-smoothie diet is exactly the way that we want to live our lives I for a while. I thinking cilantro. Oh, my goodness. Fiber. <laughs> anyway. Fiber! Fiber and hydration. That's all the queers need. Yeah. That and also for everybody to just leave us alone and let us live our lives. Um, that'd be great. Minority stress going away. That would also be wonderful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anything else? Did we do it? Did we do it all? I think we covered it all. We, we covered death and dying and family. <laughs> and apple cider vinegar, which is everything and now the podcast is over we 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 have nothing left to talk about in fact we're probably never going to speak again that was the it. next episode is just going to be a critical analysis of every episode of dairy girls <laughs> i do enjoy that show you did introduce me to it it's and i have to admit it's funny amazing it's very funny and the fact that they're done it doesn't make any sense to me um, it's yeah. the most devastating thing to happen to humanity Why? in a long time. Keep going. You're season <laughs> six episodes long. That's not a season. Yeah, I mean, is it through the Beeb? Is it through the BBC? I don't know. It's Northern Ireland. Where is uh, that even? I'm trying to remember which part of Ireland is the one that's the independent republic. <laughs> I should know that. Anyway, that should be more common knowledge in my brain, but it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I've been to Derry, and so every time I watch it, I claim that I invented Ireland. And I have. I well, did invent it. I don't know how to say you're from Bel Belfast. I only know how to say I'm from Belfast, but Os Belfast, I mean. Os uh, Belfast, I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, Irish, we're native Irish speakers. Speaking of uh, native Irish speaking. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Slancha. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, please do be enjoying the rest of your week. We love you. Thank you for Bye. being here today. Bye. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs>